The Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination, and at the same time, Noble Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the Profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? And dressed in this way, Noble Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita, should see in this way. Seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature, form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. This is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics, there is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as true since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Te Ata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas rejoiced and blessed the words of the Blessed One. Shandara <laughs> 
三座法尊经不尊尊就西，那西的娘们那辈的。Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high wrap the sky with Dharma bodies and massive clouds of knowledge and love. Let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready. A shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Jo 
So uh, we're looking at the great treatise on the stages of the path to enlightenment uh, again. And if we look at it from the perspective of uh, introduction to Buddhism, uh, we would say that this is no easy uh, introduction to Buddhism. So if we look at the word dharma and we were to summarize what that word truly encompasses, we would say that the dharma could be summarized into three categories. The dharma for to be able to achieve rebirth in the higher realms in one's next life, uh, the Dharma to be able to achieve liberation uh, in the future life, and the Dharma to be able to achieve Buddhahood in the future. So when we speak of Dharma, we're referring to something that pertains to the next life, and then we could summarize it into those three categories. <laughs> So, if we look at all of the pronouncements that Lord Buddha gave, if we look at the two sutra teachings, the tantra teachings, the Hinayana teachings, the Mahayana teachings, all of those uh, teachings that were contained in the three turnings of the wheel of Dharma, we would be able to summarize them into those three different categories. <laughs> So Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment contains all three of these uh, um, summarized forms of all of the teachings of Buddha. Um, and if we look at the um, other contents, uh, we'll find that it also contains the meanings of all the three great lineages. Uh, the first lineage called the Extensive Deeds Lineage that was passed down from Lord Maitreya to Asanga, and then eventually to Salingpa and to Atisha. Uh, and then next, the profound view lineage that was passed down uh, from Manjushri to uh, Lord Nagarjuna, uh, and then eventually to Ripi Kushu Chungwa, and then to Lord Atisha. Um, and then the third lineage, uh, uh, called the lineage of practicing blessings, or the tantric lineage, that was passed down uh, from Vajradhara uh, the, the, uh, to Tulopa Naropa, and eventually uh, Lord Atisha. 
can be found within uh, in, uh, the Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment in a condensed or summarized form. So all of these three lineages, the profound view lineage, the extensive deeds lineage, and the lineage of practicing blessings are also contained within Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. So why is it that the Buddha taught these uh, um, three, state, three different stages of the path that lead to the different experiences, uh, those stages of the path that lead to the higher realm, the stages of the path that lead to uh, liberation in those stages of the path that lead to complete Buddhahood. And the reason for this is that sentient beings all possess six uh, forms of consciousness. Um, and among those six types of consciousness that we possess, uh, the mental consciousness is truly the chief. The mental consciousness is that which has uh, various aptitudes and ability. So those, there are those with the ability to engage, that there are those um, mental consciousnesses that uh, have the ability and then engage in the pathways which lead to the lower realms. Uh, there are those uh, mental consciousnesses that have the ability to engage in the pathways which lead to the higher realm. Uh, there are those that have the abilities to engage in pathways which lead to liberation or an individual uh, nirvana. And then there are those uh, um, pathway, those uh, mental consciousnesses that have the ability to engage in the pathways which lead to uh, um, uh, complete Buddhahood. So these various stages of the path uh, are given because of the different abilities of the mental consciousness and the practitioners uh, who have that mental consciousness. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so uh, then, when we begin to engage in analysis of the I, uh, or if we look at we, us, or I, um, and then we um, posit the potential for previous lives and future lives, and then we ask ourselves, what is the, the nature of this I, and it's the nature of the I. Uh, we find that there are three correct signs that are given uh, um, to prove uh, the existence of previous lives. Um, and those three um, are as follows. The first is that the, 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 there is the, the eye has an existence of previous lives uh, because there exists consciousness. Uh, the second is that there is previous lives because there exist sense powers. The third is that there are previous lives because there is the existence um, uh, of the breath or the wind. Um, so these three um, 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 existence are signs or proofs that there are beginningless lives. 
And the reason for this is because uh, consciousness was necessarily caused by a previous consciousness. Uh, there is no non-consciousness that could create consciousness, so there is necessarily beginningless consciousness, therefore beginningless life. And the same follows for sense powers being caused by previous sense powers. There's never been a non-sense power that would create uh, the result of sense power. So these three signs are given to posit the existence of previous lives and then ultimately the existence of beginningless previous lives. Um, and, and so this is, uh, uh, the, these are the three signs that are given the, the Semananja in, in the, the, the Pramanavartika Karika. So we find this in the um, uh, uh, Dharmakirti's uh, commentary in the Compendium to Valid Cognition in the second chapter where he states that the, uh, w the, w the consciousness, wind, and sense powers uh, 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 prove the existence uh, of previous lives, and these are the three signs that prove such. So uh, um, we find that in the second chapter of this uh, Dharmakirti's Pramana Vartika Karika. So in Buddhism, uh, we state that um, all sentient beings uh, have beginningless lives. Uh, and because of the beginningless nature of all sentient beings' lives, we state that they necessarily have had all different relationships with us. They have been our parents, they have been our mother, they have been our father, they have been our siblings, they have been our friends, enemies, neutrals. So all sentient beings, because all sentient beings have pre beginningless lives, have necessarily had all of these relationships with us. So it's though it's also necessary for us to look at the science and look at the scientific view of things um, because science uh, uh, um, is able to engage in analysis in a very thorough fashion as well and we need to analyze the two traditions to find which has the correct signs. The next question uh, is, is there the, will, will there be the existence of future lives? Uh, um, and if there is no future life, then it's not necessary to engage in path that leads to a uh, higher realm or engage in path that leads to uh, nirvana or engage in those paths that lead to um, Buddhahood. But the, the fact remains that there is the existence of future lives. Um, and the reason that we can uh, say that there will necessarily be a future life uh, 
is be, the present life that we're abiding in, the present life that we're experiencing, is a result of our previous life's attachment. So because in our previous life we had attachment, we necessarily took on a birth within cyclic existence. So the same will hold true for the future. If in this life we still have attachment at the time of death, then we will necessarily take on uh, a future rebirth. And in the future rebirth, because in, that pr in our previous life we wanted to have happiness, uh, we can necessarily assume that in that future life we will desire to have happiness and desire to be free from suffering and, and, uh, and, and have a, a, a liking for uh, um, higher realms um, and also have a liking for uh, li the, the, the pathways which lead to liberation and then the pathways which lead to um, Buddhahood. So if, if we in this present life have these um, aptitudes or affinities, we can assume in our ne next life we will have these same wants and desires. Uh, so this is the reason that the Buddha taught the various stages of the path which will lead to these three different experiences of the higher realms of nirvana and ultimately Buddhahood. So when we go to our future lives, it's as if we are leaving an old hotel and moving into a new hotel because we're leaving our old aggregates, we're discarding our old aggregates and moving into a new set of aggregates. Or, or aggregates can also be called heaps or skandhas in Sanskrit. So um, then, uh, at a dhar Dharma teaching, uh, where uh, there's an explanation of the Dharma game being given, how should a teacher uh, conduct him or herself? Um, and then, how should a student listen? Uh, so these are questions that arise. Um, and when we look at the, the student's um, uh, side of the teaching that's going on, and look at how a student should listen, uh, we find that he or she should abandon the three faults of a vessel, or the three faults um, of a, a vessel here, mean not boat, but vessel meaning pot or bowl, uh, and then take on or um, um, engage in the um, six ideas or, or, or have the, the six ideas. So um, it says in uh, one of the sutras um, that one should uh, listen well thoroughly and hold it in mind. And this quote from the, the sutra is referring to abandoning the faults of the three, the, the three faulty pots. Um, so, uh, from the side of the student, we need to have the six <coughs> ideas and then the, abandon the three faults of a vessel.
So previously we went over this, we went over the six ideas. And the first idea is uh, looking at uh, the Dharma, uh, recognizing um, that one is ill. Uh, so rec the first um, idea um, that one has to have is to recognize that one is ill or that one is a sick person. Uh, the second idea is to look at the teacher or the instructor um, as a doctor. Um, the third idea is to look at the teaching or, or the pronouncements as medicine. Um, the fourth idea is uh, thinking of that earnest practice is really the true way to cure our illness or our sickness. Um, and then the next is looking at the Tathagatas as the most excellent beings or the highest or, or uh, highest or best beings, and the Tathagata is referring to the ones thus gone, the Buddhas, um, and then uh, wishing that uh, the teachings would endure for a very long time. Uh, so these are the, uh, as a result of, of this listening. Um, so these are the six ideas uh, that one should hold while listening to a teaching. <laughs> So we're on page 27 in the uh, Tibetan text, and in the English text we're on page 62, the Nyurin. Okay. Okay. So if we turn to page 63 in the English, uh, page 27 in the Tibetan, uh, we will find uh, a section that says B. How to explain a teaching in which both the teaching and its author are great. So there are four parts um, of that explanation. The first is contemplating the benefits of explaining the teaching. The second is developing reverence for the teaching and uh, the teacher and the teaching. Um, 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 the third is with what sort of thoughts um, and behaviors one should explain the teaching. And uh, um, the, the last is. Um, who you should differentiate differentiating between who is an appropriate uh, um, vessel or who who uh, whom you should and should not explain the teaching to uh, so differentiating between uh, who is appropriate vessel uh, so these are the four categories Hmm. 
so the first section uh, of the four is, among the four is called Contemplating the Benefits of Explaining the Teaching. And it says it is very beneficial to impart the teachings without concern for worldly things, profit, honor, fame, and the like. And then there's a quote from uh, the exhortation to uh, wholehearted resolve um, or the extraordinary attitude, it could be called to the exhortation to the extraordinary attitude, because uh, the word haksam is in there. Um, and that's a sutra, and, and, and it's quoted. So here, uh, one shouldn't give the teaching uh, <coughs> with the worldly motivation uh, to get money for profit, for honor, uh, for, to become famous. So, uh, uh, so these uh, kind of motivations should be abandoned when giving the teaching. And one should be giving the teaching to be able to achieve rebirth in the higher realms, be giving the teaching to achieve liberation, be giving the teaching to achieve uh, complete Buddhahood. So the motivation for giving the teaching should be the, these sorts of motivations instead of worldly motivations for profit, fame, honor, uh, um, uh, and the like. Um, so then there's a quote from that sutra that says, Matraya, and then uh, that lists 20 benefits. Um, um, there are 20 benefits of the generosity with which you give a gift of the teaching without concern for material things, profit, or honor. What are the 20? They are as follows. You will have to come, uh, you will come to have recollection, intelligence, understanding, stability, wisdom, super mundane wisdom, little desire, little hatred, little ignorance, little ignorance um, also. I'm just going to read the whole thing in English just because it's in all there. Also, 10. Demons will not find an opportunity to harm you. The Bhagavan Buddhas will think you are precious only as, a, as their only child. Non-humans will guard you. Deities will bestow charisma and power on you. Enemies will find no opportunity to harm you. Friends will remain steadfast. Your words will be trusted. You will attain fearlessness. You will have abundant happiness. You will be praised by the wise, and your gift of the teaching will be worthy of remembrance. So it says, uh, concerning the 20 benefits, uh, um, uh, you give a gift of the teaching without concern for material things, profit of our honor. So the first is, what are the 20? They are as follows. So if one has a good motivation for giving the teaching, 
then there are these 20 benefits. And the first is recollection. And this refers to um, if one um, uh, in this life uh, um, um, uh, engages in this uh, um, teaching, uh, of, for instance, the stage of the path that, uh, for those three levels that lead to um, the higher realms. Uh, the, the, the teachings for being the teachings for beings of three capacities, small, medium, and great, um, or gives teachings on the two truths or four noble truths or the twelve links of dependent origination. Um, then, as a result of engaging in this. Uh, one in his or her future lives will have recollection. One will not uh, um, forget these and be able to remember these teachings uh, quite uh, rapidly. And, and, and so it won't be lost, it won't be forgotten. So this first recollection is really, uh, truly rec remembering or uh, not forgetting uh, because of this uh, um, act. <laughs> Uh, so when we look at the, the study of Buddha Dharma and we look at those, uh, those who study, um, we find they all have different aptitudes. Some very easily or very quickly understand the Dharma uh, and others have a very difficult time uh, with things that the, um, others very easily just understand. And this is an example of this. And there are those who have a medium uh, degree of understanding. And then there are those who have a very low understanding. So these three degrees of uh, true understanding, medium and small, are a result of previous understanding. So if we look at uh, even regular school, uh, there are those uh, students who uh, have a, a great the latra the so, uh, if we look at a school, uh, regular school, and for instance, studying English, there are some students who quickly, very easily understand uh, the subject uh, at a great level, then there are some who understand it at a medium level, and then there are those who understand it at a small level. And even these um, 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 understandings uh, and intelligence uh, come from a previous life's um, um, familiarity. <laughs> So if we look at the um, experience, it's the same school, it's the same teacher and the same teaching. Um, uh, why are these differences? Why are there some who understand, some who don't understand, in uh, these different levels of understanding, small, medium, and great? And the reason for these uh, different levels is because of the pr uh, previous um, uh, lives, um, experience with them, or uh, um, the experience with them, or, uh, yeah, that's it. That's the best way to say it. Similar to this, no? Mm 
Then there are the next two are intelligence and understanding. And uh, here, uh, uh, Rinpoche is saying that intelligence stands for uh, the wisdom realizing the ultimate truth, and understanding is referring to the wisdom realizing conventional truth. Um, so the um, intelligence, uh, what is ref what's referring to uh, here, the sheriff. So if, uh, I just wanted to make sure it was clear, it's the first a little more difficult. Uh, so the, sec the second one is intelligence and the third is understanding. So the second referring to the ultimate truth the third referring to conventional truth. So if we look at the uh, ultimate truth and we look at the wisdom that arises relative to ultimate truth, we're speaking of the wisdom realizing emptiness. Um, and we um, receive this wisdom in the three diff different ways or stages. Um, so the three uh, categories of wisdom, the wisdom, wisdom arisen from hearing, the wisdom arisen from contemplation or analysis, and the wisdom arisen from meditation. Uh, so we um, have, as a result of, of giving uh, this teaching in our future life, uh, these different levels of wisdom relative to that ultimate truth category, uh, which is intelligence. Um, so um, as a result um, of our, our, our explanations, uh, these three types of wisdoms, and are engaging in these three types of wisdoms, the results come in our future life. And the third, understanding, is referring to uh, the conventional truth, um, and then uh, the wisdom arisen uh, from 
hearing, contemplation, and meditation uh, relative to the conventional truth, such as the um, Four Noble Truths, karma and its results, the Twelve Links of Dependent Origination, um, and then uh, the various signs and reasoning uh, used in both the conventional and ultimate truth categories. So uh, the signs and reasoning pervade both of those categories um, and are just used to explain the conventional and the ultimate. So uh, the first category, recollection, is uh, remembrance or not forgetting. The second is referring to intelligence, which is referring to the wisdom of emptiness. Uh, and the third is understanding, referring to the wisdom of the conventional truth. The next is stability, and here, uh, this is in the future having this stable understanding of things, a very solid form, uh, understanding of the wisdom uh, uh, realizing emptiness and the wisdom realizing um, um, uh, conventional truth. Uh, so we will have a very uh, stable wisdom uh, um, uh, hearing which utilizes as its object of observation the wisdom realizing emptiness in the second category, uh, I'm sorry, the wisdom realizing emptiness in a very stable uh, um, yeah, there's so many words here. I'm just trying to put them together so it makes sense. Uh, a very stable um, wisdom that arises, uh, wisdom that is the object of observation of hearing, and a very stable uh, wisdom, uh, a very, uh, and a very stable understanding of conventional truth, which is the object of observation of hearing. Um, so this stability will, uh, is in all categories of, of, um, of the teaching of the conventional and the ultimate. Okay. Okay. So then, five and six, um, um, wisdom and super mundane wisdom also uh, can be explained together. Um, and if we look at wisdom, this is speaking of worldly wisdom. And then six, uh, super mundane wisdom, we're speaking of non-worldly or non-ordinary wisdom. And here, the wisdom that we find at the path of accumulation and at the path of preparation uh, is referring to that w a worldly wisdom or an ordinary being's wisdom. Um, uh, so at those th uh, first two paths within the five. Um, then once we get to the path of seeing, path of meditation, um, and path of no more learning, these no longer fall under uh, the category of worldly wisdoms or ordinary wisdoms and become super mundane wisdoms or superior wisdoms. Um, be, because the first two paths are non-Arya paths or non-superior paths, and the three, the last three, are superior paths or Arya paths. So uh, this is what uh, number six 
uh, 5 and 6 are referring to those ordinary paths, uh, I mean those ordinary um, wisdoms, and then the second is the super mundane or extraordinary wisdoms. So, when we look at results in general, and we look at uh, how uh, the previous life produces these results in the next life, we have to engage for a moment in a study of the, what cause and effect is referring to. And if we look at the, the definiendum cause uh, and define it, we'll find that the definition of cause is that which is a producer, uh, or, or a producer or gives rise to things. Producer is really the most geche, uh, is the most uh, um, literal. So, and then if we look at the definition of uh, result, it's a product or that which is produced. Um, so. Uh, these are the, the two definitions. Uh, so yeah, that which is produced uh, um, um, is the definition of result. And then we can divide results um, into three different categories. Uh, fruitional result, environmental result, and causally, concordance, causally concordant results. So these uh, categories that we're referring to fall categorically under causally concordant results and causally concordant results have two categories behaviorally causally concordant results and uh, um, uh, uh, ex uh, experiential uh, um, causally uh, concordant results um, so what this is referring to um, is as follows 
Um, if we look at the act of killing, if one engages in killing in a previous life, then the causally concordant uh, um, experiential result will be that he or she will have a, sh a shortened lifespan. Um, so if one engages in killing, uh, lifetime will be shortened because of uh, some sort of natural disasters of hurricanes or earthquakes or um, uh, shortened lifespan. Uh, um, Rinpoche gave a whole list of different bad things that can happen. Uh, car accidents, uh, dying, and one is a very young child. Um, so uh, um, all of these things which are, are under the cat major category of shortened lifespan are experiential, causally concordant results um, of uh, killing. So every action we engage in has these different kinds of results. And the negative action of killing has this uh, um, experiential, experiential uh, causally concordant result. If we look at behaviorally causally concordant result, we'll find that there are those children, those beings who have an affinity for killing, who like to kill things, who like to do, uh, engage in that kind of behavior. And this is the behaviorally concordant, causally concordant result of engaging in killing. So um, when we look at these different results that we're speaking of, these are causally concordant results, or results that are caught, uh, concordant, or, or uh, in, the in concordance with, or in accordance with, or concordant with, the cause that, that produced them. Um, so, um, the, I think that's the uh, brief explanation of cause and result and their definitions and the different divisions um, of fruitional, environmental, and causally concordant, and that these fall categorically under causally concordant, and the causally concordant has two categories. <laughs> Okay. So then the negativity of, of killing um, uh, brings a, the causally concordant result of having a short lifespan. Um, and experiential would be the short lifespan, or being born into the hell realms uh, would be another um, example of the lower realm experience. So these would be causally concordant experiential results. The causally concordant behavior results is referring to uh, having an affinity for killing. Now if we look at the a opposite, the ethics that is an abandonment of killing, um, then this behavior produces just the opposite results. And uh, for instance, the <coughs> causally concordant uh, experiential result of abandoning killing um, would be a long lifespan. Uh, um, 
and then the behavioral result would be uh, someone who does not have an affinity for uh, killing, the one who really likes to engage in ethics which abandons killing. Um, so then when we look at the ethics, which is the abandonment of the non-virtue, it also has these causally concordant results, both behavioral and uh, um, experiential. So then, if we look at the different <coughs> results uh, that we can have, um, if we in this life engage in the study of uh, the conventional and ultimate truths, then it, uh, in the future we will have the wisdom realizing the conventional and the wisdom of realizing the ultimate truths. Um, uh, and then the understanding of the, the two and the four noble truths, six, twelve links, etc. So, if we look at it in terms of the causally concordant behavioral results and causally concordant experiential results, um, the causally concordant experiential results would refer to one being able to readily understand uh, these subjects, um, uh, such as the um, uh, um, uh, wisdom realizing ultimate and conventional, and the two truths and the four noble truths, uh, the stage of the path for uh, beings of three capacities, etc. Um, so this would become the uh, um, experiential result. And then the um, um, behavioral result would be that he or she would like doing so, would have an affinity for or a liking for uh, these teachings um, on the conventional ultimate, the two truths, the four noble truths, um, etc. So there would be this uh, recollection or one wouldn't forget um, what he or she has understood about these topics, so this would be the um, ex experiential result, and then the behavioral result would be liking uh, um, them. So so, in, reg in a regular school environment, we find the different subjects of knowledge of English and science and history, 
uh, all of these different studies. And then the different children have different aptitudes. Some are uh, uh, very um, uh, learned or, or, or very easily understand English. Others have an aptitude or affinity for uh, science, and uh, these would categorically f uh, um, fall under the uh, um, causally concordant uh, um, uh, behavioral results and experiential results, the behavior having a, a liking uh, for them and experiential um, understanding. So then, looking at different religious traditions, there are the Christian traditions and Hindu traditions, um, and those, some who have an affinity for one and, and not the other, uh, etc. Um, this is as a result, um, uh, would fall categorically under the causally concordant behavioral and experiential results. What did the truth do? What did double double is uh, so um, all of all of the droop, uh, all of these six would we've gone over so far would fall um, categorically under um, um, these. Uh, so um, we could say it'd be fine to say that um, all of these six have uh, these two categories would fall categorically under these two types of results. Good Imputed 
Jai Japa, Mingi Japa, Jai Free from. Okay, so then the next uh, four uh, refer to little desire, little hatred, little ignorance, and uh, demons will not find an opportunity to harm you. Uh, so these are talking about the four cessations, uh, four cessations, the cessation of uh, desire, the cessation of hatred, uh, the, cessation of, the cessation of ignorance, uh, so these are the cessation of the three poisons, um, and then the cessation of the demon's ability uh, to find opportunity to harm one. Um, so these uh, are the four different kinds of cessations, and these are uh, called uh, nominal cessations. I have to look this up, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the exact English word. Um, but they aren't true, um, uh, um, they are, they are, these are four cessations, and they are not, they are called nominal results or uh, um, imputed results, because the reason for this is that cessation itself is necessarily permanent. If it is permanent, it is necessarily not a result because um, it is static, um, and static things are not caused. Um, so the reason that we say it is an imputed result, or it is named as, a, as, as a, 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 is a, similar to a result, is because of the fact that it isn't truly a real result because it is permanent. Um, so uh, these four fall categorically under those cessations, which are... Uh, nominal results or named a facsimile of a result um, uh, because again cessation is permanent and permanent things are not caused um, uh, so these these four fall under those headings cassette jingle room no, okay. then so it looks like we're going to change the cassette we have about a five minute break if uh, folks want to use the bathroom and we're going to get tea and I don't have my dictionary with me Get started in one moment. Looks like everybody's uh, ready. It might even be a result, which is a separation. Separation, right? Something like that. I think the word separation is a technical term that's used because you're separated from something, so it's permanent. It's a separation. That's good. So let's get started in a decent. Yeah. What did you do there with the dua? So that the two, those first um, six fall categorically um, under the causally concordant results. The next four, again, fall categorically under those uh, um, result, which is a separation. or It's not a, a true result uh, because it's permanent. That's Mm-hmm. 
So when we look at the um, first turning of the, the wheel of Dharma, this is the superior truth of suffering, this is the superior truth of uh, uh, origin, this is the superior truth of cessation, and this is the superior truth of path. That superior truth of cessation is what these next four are speaking of. A, a separation, a result which is a separation. I'm pretty sure that's what they're using technically, a separation, a result that is separation. Um, so it is the cessation of or the separation from desire, the cessation of or the separation from hatred, the cessation of or the separation from uh, ignorance, and the cessation of or the separation uh, from uh, any type of spirits or demons that um, will find an opportunity to harm you. So these are the or maras that can harm you. So these are the four uh, um, types of separations, um, um, which are results. So they're, they're referring to that third noble truth of cessation. ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
Dabin Jabutana, Jutin Jabutan, Dandi Jimurta. So Jupumbe, Dandi Ajut to Sanjay, Pion and Jimurta. Then my son to send me son. Then a Tatan, me you, to Sukumu Dandi. That tomorrow my daddy, that Sanjay took you the way you are here. And the son to send by the Tatu to you the way you are here. Tomorrow what Okay. Um, so uh, then if we look at the um, environmental results, uh, there are two categories under environmental results, common environmental results and uncommon environmental results. Um, so Take the uh, act of killing, um, for instance. Um, the uh, um, common result uh, of killing would be, the, for instance, a hell realm rebirth, where um, everyone who's abiding in that hell realm is uh, using the hell realm to abide in or inhabit, to inhabit the hell realm. So this place of the hell realm itself is a common uh, environmental result. An uncommon environmental result is uh, referring to um, the state of mind and the experiences of happiness and suffering that each individual has um, as a result of what he or she has engaged in. So the uh, suffering or the unpleasant m mental state um, and um, um, so forth and, and the um, um, specific um, experiences that he or she has that are uncommon would fall categorically unto, into the uncommon environmental results. Now, if we look at the opposite of it, which is the abandonment of killing, or the ethics, which is the abandonment of killing, then that also has um, a common and uncommon um, uh, um, envir environmental results. Um, and, and then the specific uh, practices would lead to specific uncommon environmental results. Then, Dendru, uh, the tomorrow, Dapi Depo. So then the uh, um, higher realms, the place uh, that everyone is using together uh, or inhabiting together would be the um, uh, um, common environmental result. And then the in uncommon result would be the individual experiences and uh, mental states of happiness and suffering and so forth that the uh, person has within uh, um, that environment uh, that she, he or she is inhabiting. Uh, so in another um, uncommon um, environmental result would refer to the bliss or the happiness of a bodhisattva. Um, or the bliss or the happiness uh, in the Buddha grounds or uh, of Buddhahood, 
so these would fall uh, cat net or the uh, in categorically under the um, uncommon uh, um, environmental results, like the bliss of the dwelling of the, in the pure land um, of the bodhisattvas or Buddhas. Um, so this is how it differentiates. The, the common place that uh, um, they are inhabiting or using would fall under the environmentally um, uh, um, common results, and then the uncommon would be the individual uh, experiences relative to the uh, um, karmas created. I hope that was clear. It was a lot of information I was trying to make sense out of. So. Well, that's good. That's good. Sanjay so there are many benefits um, of giving the teaching with the proper motivation of uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, and uh, renunciation or the desire to definitely emerge um, and love and compassion. Uh, because if one does so, then the, the um, because of the um, um, potency of the words, a blessing uh, will be bestowed, and one will easily meet with the, the, the Buddhas or the teachers uh, uh, and the teachings. So it's a result of um, engaging in uh, the teachings, these blessed te blessed teachings with the proper motivation. <laughs> So the common, the 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 common results uh, would be the te the teachings that we can all share and and listen to in common, and the uncommon results would be the uh, individual uh, realizations within the Buddha's mind. ジャバジテ。で、トモアで、で、サジソネンでのゴムラジョアダデロ。てら、トモアダデタ、トモマイダデニアユ。ニンカデシャス。ああ。セティブロ。ね、チョノジトウダ。ね、トモアで、ナツ
So, in so in dependence upon uh, these pronouncements, less pronouncements that have been given, there are uncommon results because of the different pathways which lead to them we can engage in, those which lead to the higher realms, those which lead to the uh, liberation or nirvana, and then those which lead to uh, complete Buddhahood. Um, so these are the, the uncommon based on the individual's um, uh, aptitudes or affinities. So then, uh, the first is the Buddhas, the Bhagavan Buddhas will think of you as an only child. The next is uh, non-humans will guard you. Um, and this is referring to the protector deities uh, such as Paul and Lama and so forth. And the common uh, um, result would be just the general protection uh, that is done, given to the, these to all practitioners, and then the individual protections would refer to the uncommon results. Uh, so these, how we would explain the twelfth uh, non-humans will guard you is referring to protector deities such as Paul and Lamo. <laughs> So, uh, um, spirits and non-humans will, uh, um, Junipa Rinpoche. So then, I'm sorry, so then spirits will not... Uh, so then spirits and uh, not, uh, non, uh, will not be able to harm you. So, the non-humans will guard you, they will not harm you. Third says the deities will bestow charisma and power on you, meaning uh, will give you, allow you to have the great presence. Ziji uh, Champo or is more of a presence, presence or ability, a good, very big presence uh, or um, just presence in a room or uh, ability. Um, so this is charisma and power. Charisma is another way to um, translate it, but it's uh, really this presence that's an overwhelming presence. <laughs> And then enemies will find no opportunity to harm you, so any kind of enemy can't harm, will not be able to harm one. So the next is friends will remain steadfast. One will stay friends, one won't have a separation of friendship occur. So your words will be trusted. You can see the results. There are some people who uh, say whatever they say, nobody trusts or listens to, and then there are others who, whatever they say, everyone says, oh, they must really know what they're talking about. And this is a result um, of this uh, a previous 
um, um, giving uh, um, uh, the previous um, explanation of the words um, and, and uh, giving an accurate explanation allows one's words to be trusted. Uh, so the ones who is, are trusted are those who have given the accurate, uh, um, precise, uh, correct, explain things in the, a in the proper way. Um, so the, the next is you will attain fearlessness. So it means that all of one's fears will be removed. Uh, one will be free from fear. Uh, Americans are brave, he said, not scared. Because of this. It's a, similar to this, no? Lopa Chempel. Sam Chun Chun, Yomari. That's the name of the one you you have abundant happiness, and here the different there are different levels of happiness. The happiness that a Buddha experiences, the happiness of Bodhisattva experiences, the happiness of a foe destroyer, the happiness of the uh, humans and gods. So there are various forms of happiness and. Uh, as a result, one will have this uh, abundance of happy experience uh, and enjoyments. Raised by the wise, meaning uh, the scholars will say, "Oh, he really knows uh, what he's talking about." He's, he uh, or, and, and scholars will praise you for your um, knowledge. What about the Dandi Buddha? So those uh, um, are the the nine. Dandi Buddha, that then Chugurezwa, then Church Zimba Tayan, Jesu, Jesu Temba, Shao, Yuba, Yuba, this, what did the Nami do with them? That's a Church Zimba, Zimba, the Sansing Zimba, Manjibi Zimba, Sansing Zimba, and the Kare. What is Jimba Muyamanda? Jimba, Chui Jimba, Jimba, Majibi Jimba, Shambi Jimba. Then I'm the Chui Jimba to go, Chui Jimba in zero. So then number 20 falls categorically under the Namengi Jempo, fruitional results. Uh, and it says, Your gift of the teaching will be worthy of uh, remembrance. Um, so um, there are many types of generosity. The gift here is referring to the generosity of uh, giving the Dharma. So we're going back, we're always speaking of teaching, uh, the results of giving and teaching. Um, so here, uh, when we look at um, um, generosity, there's the generosity of giving love, the generosity of giving Dharma, the generosity of giving material things, the generosity of giving fearlessness. Uh, there are many different types of generosity, but here we're speaking specifically of the generosity of giving the Dharma. Um, so it says your gift of the teaching will be worthy of remembrance. Um, so, so this is the result, the fruitional result of uh, these things. Okay. 
Bonjour, devant vous donner un bonjour. Bonjour. Sous-sol devant Jonjona, devant Bejejeo. J'ai mis bonjour. Tchinjide. Allez, on a déjà mal à tenir bonjour, de tout à l'heure, devant vous donner un bonjour. On a déjà mal à tenir bonjour. J'ai donné un bonjour de votre la Roma de Ingoules, Gorma Ingoules, Roma de Ingoules, mon Roma de Ingoules. Sijengjuju ngasungutsetang あの、ディバマで、ロマテ。ジュトナ、ゲムドロマテソンカウンチャルで。あの、データビナミジジェブジュ、ガワス、ゴソソンガナカレイスナ、ロマテイス。ロマテイスマルバ。ロマテ。あ
So it, it's considered necessarily that which has not been expounded in, in Scripture um, because there is a, um, a um, necessarily a fruitional result which categorically does not fall under an activity which is virtuous or non-virtuous. That which is a, vir a virtuous fruitional result would fall uh, categorically, categorically under the result of a virtue and not that which is not expounded in Scripture. And a non-virtuous fruitional result would fall categorically under that which is uh, caused by, uh, n which is non-virtue. But just fruitional result itself is necessarily that which is not expounded in Scripture. And uh, um, I think that I've said all the words that uh, Rinpoche... Because of the fact that the, um, uh, there necessarily must be the continuum um, of a being present engaging in a virtue or a non-virtue in order for the production of those uh, different experiences to take place, um, it's stated that just the word fruitional uh, result itself is not expounded in Scripture unless it necessarily has attached to it a virtue or a non-virtue. So the aggregates of this life are necessarily a fruitional result. And then um, our um, the Natsu Dewa Dang Dungyao Namengi So our, our suffering and our happiness then falls under the uh, fruitional result. But then again, translators note it has to have with you know what causes suffering or happiness in front of it, have, uh, virtuous or non-virtuous uh, uh, cause. So there has to be a continuum engaging in that. So the 20th, your gift of the teaching will be worthy of remembrance, is referring to the fruitional result and the the long should be enjoyments of the the uh, your gift of teaching. I don't see how those are connected though in the English. The nishupa namengi depo 
So, in looking at these 20 um, uh, divisions, the first, um, the first six are causally concordant results. The next four, um, four are results that are separation. The next nine are um, environmental results. And the last one is a uh, fruitional result, uh, making for a total of 20. Uh, so these are the four different divisions. And there was some more explanation of number 20 um, and the experiences of it, but it just falls under those categories of um, common and uncommon. Uh, um, 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 uh, common, there is an uncommon and common and uncommon fruitional results uh, based on the enjoyments um, and then specific uh, um, forms of happiness of the one's body, speech and mind, etc. So if one has the, a good motivation that these are the 20 different results that uh, come from having a good motivation and giving the teaching in a proper uh, way. And the same could be said for other religious traditions um, who are giving explanations of uh, Christianity, uh, Muslim tradition, Hindu tradition, etc. Um, then these same results would be um, present because of the benefit of these teachings. So in school, where there's a teacher giving students a, a lesson, uh, the same would be uh, said in that case as well, the benefits. And then also the Senyi, uh, um, uh, the, those of the science, teaching science, science teacher. and doctor, uh, teaching medicine and those teaching house construction. Uh, the same could be said for all of these different uh, types of uh, teachers as well. If the, if, the meta, if the motivation is proper, then it will be of benefit. So uh, then we have all of these 20, uh, 20 different results, and if not, even, if, if, uh, not all 20 arrive, some will definitely arrive, depending upon the, uh, <coughs> the, uh, how, how the um, pronouncement is given or how the teaching is given. So um, these are the, the 20, all, this is the maximum of all 20 benefits, and uh, um, uh, some will arise uh, um, um, 
if if there is you know uh, good motivation. So it says, develop belief in the benefits of explaining the teachings from the depths of your heart as they are set forth in many collections of sutra. And then it says, regard to the fourth benefit above, you will come to have stability. Um, it is, trans uh, is translated in the new translation of Shantideva's Compendium of Trainings as you will come to have belief. And in some old translations as you will come to have diligence. Um, so it, there are, it exists all of these different translations of this same line um, uh, because of the, the way each translator has interpreted the words that are being translated. Um, so Rinpoche is saying, here uh, you will have stability uh, um, where we translate it as uh, the sta that stable basis, it sometimes is translated as a belief or faith. Uh, and so belief here is referring to uh, faith. Um, and then the diligence uh, is the last way, or um, endurance, um, perseverance, uh, you could translate that word as. Uh, so we find these different translations based on the different translators um, that have interpreted the words. So, so we have five minutes left. Uh, so maybe if there are any questions, um, we could we could address some questions. If I, at the end of our lives, it is our attachment that determines whether or not we have future lives. Mm -hmm. How is how is it that we're propelled by our karma? In other words, is if we try to engage in virtue, are we creating? <coughs> Uh, our future life by trying to engage in virtue out of attachment. So if we're attached to our future life's happiness, are we creating the cause for it? Are we, yes, are we creating negativity in trying to create virtue? <laughs> The Jewa Shemang, the Dewaku, then the Duja Yona, the Gewa, the Gewa Yen Gewa Yen. The Jewa Shemang, 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 Mm-hmm. 
So if one uh, has this uh, thought about, oh, I'm doing all of these things for my next life, and is, has the forms of, of uh, um, attachment um, to these things in future lives, even if there is that attachment present, if one is engaging in virtuous activities, then it necessarily becomes the cause for those results. So the, the, the propelling karma uh, that throws one into that experience is motivated by whether it is virtue or, no, or non-virtuous. The motivation ha might have an underlying tone of, of attachment, but it's, vert it's necessarily will produce happiness because virtue produces happiness. Shabbat. So that would cat I forgot one thing, that would categorically fall into the teachings that are shared in common with beings of small capacity if there's this yearning for the enjoyments and the aggregates and so forth um, uh, um, of the in the future life. Um, so 
in the Bodhisattva Yana, we find that the attachment isn't always abandoned either, where the Bodhisattva actually utilizes that attachment um, as uh, um, something which is used for the practice, to enhance the practice. So we find there where attachment um, isn't abandoned. So um, it is necessary, if it is a virtuous activity um, being engaged in, um, uh, then it necessarily will produce what virtue produces, and, and, that, and that's uh, happiness. And just a translator's note, there are various, always a subtle forms of all the negativities involved in everything that we do until you purify various <coughs> levels of the small, medium, and great levels of the afflictive obstructions and the obstructions to omniscience. So there's always an underlying tone of, of ignorance that's present, and it gets lessened as we engage in various things. So it was just a thought that I had, amongst it, whatever aid that may or may not be. Oh, so in the Abhisama Alamkara, it states that the Su Su Pong, Da Jong Su, Maripa Dang Contro Pong, Mane Duchep Pong, Su, so the it states that the bodhisattvas abandon uh, in the Abhisama Alamkara and the Indian and commentaries on the Abhisama Alamkara Maitreya's ornament for for clear realization, it says that the Bodhisattva abandons ignorance and anger, but does utilizes attachment as a path to benefit others. So, and we can find it too somewhere in the Abhisamalankara in the commentaries where it speaks of uh, the use of this um, uh, attachment by the Bodhisattva. Okay, so it looks like we're out of time. Uh, so, um, thank you all for coming, and uh, we'll do the concluding prayers, and then there's just a couple of announcements uh, that we have. Um, so, we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Somewhere around here. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and spilled with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a good land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular, the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. 
in that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Abhukteshvara Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. Upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, a spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts for exceptional wisdom and perseverance.